The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. The sports gambling podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support the sports gambling podcast? All you have to do is log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Yes. Woo. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Dan, AKA the database and in studio, the biggest bucket of shit on this side of the Mississippi. And there's a lot. The, uh, <laughs> as someone on Twitter said, the David Robinson inflator filating. Oh yeah. Inflating, huh? I thought it inflate inflator. Uh, uh, basically yeah, the same, same thing. thing right? I'm, I'm blowing his cock. Former, <laughs> former James Madison defensive back, <laughs> the sideline burrito eating, kiss stealing. Oh yeah. Former, former James Madison defensive back. Give it up for Pat C in the place to be. Hi. How are you, pal? Buddy. We got beer. We got the NBA playoffs, which I know you fucking aren't as thrilled about as I am. I still subscribe. Not that I'm super, uh, I still th- subscribe. I'm the yes. ultimate contradiction. That's true. He, he can't get enough. He's uh, but insatiable. at least I'm honest. All right. right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Now, now I, I'm just going to hop right in. I know mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to throw your dick in the air in a second here. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. But I want to hop right in because I took a phone call from one JD, my older brother. Okay. I'm going to keep it at JD. Okay. Uh, he, he gave me a phone call yesterday and he said, dude, that was a great college experience episode, right? Nice. And thanks JD. Yeah, exactly. Quality guy, great human being, but, uh, among the best. Then he goes, the flaw of the show though. There's none. So you can just stop right here, but yeah, keep going for shits and giggles. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, he, he, he told me to bring it up on the show. Okay. But he said, uh, I can't believe, and I'm glad this happened today because he goes, I can't believe how stupid Pat is for thinking David Robinson is better than Hakeem Olajuwon, <laughs> right? He went on to say, like, he was like, look, Pat, Pat's the, the, the man, but he's like, dude, he, he can't really be honest thinking that Hakeem, he goes, Hakeem Olajuwon is so much better than David Robinson. It's not even close, okay. right? And then I'm going to give you his reasonings. Okay, right? let's hear it. I'm we, dying. Well, first off, I'm dying to hear these reasons. I, I do believe that as well, but may, maybe not as... I think I think he's a lot better than David Robinson, but I don't. I don't. Jared thinks maybe even more. Um, Two idiots. So in the same family. So it's usually how it happens. So, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we have is this. Yeah. He says by far better shooter. Uh, we've looked at like, the. I'm op- talking about like not percentage on like I'm talking about not your actual statistical shot, like your uh, shot. Okay, but not shooting percentage, which would be like a statistical measure of that. Well, no, not really, because if you're in a post. 
I'm saying like your actual jump no, shot. David Robinson had a fucking, he was a high post player. Akeem was a low post player. David Akeem Robinson three made it. So it could Robinson. I was just watching a 92 game between Robinson yeah, and Elijah one a day. And Robinson knocks down yeah, a three at the, the buzzer to send it to overtime. You're watching regular season mumbo jumbo. Oh my, they played in the playoffs one time and, and the better man won. No, here's what happened. <laughs> I went back and read about this and Rodman straight up says like Brian Hill, who was a shit coach at the time came to him and was like, Rodman, we need you to uh, take Akeem in the first half to D him up one-on-one. And Rodman said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm the best defender. The best defender should be Ding up Akeem in the second half. So Robinson has to guard him early. Robinson gets in foul trouble. Not only that, Robinson has to guard. He gets in foul trouble. Robinson. Yeah. Cause Akeem is a, a sublime one. Uh, Offensive threat. He's the only offensive threat that I'd say just agility wise. Oh, great. Way he's got, better than any center course, I've ever seen. Of course, seen. I'll agree yes. with that, but that yeah. doesn't mean he's a better player just because he has better well, lateral. Well, that's the next thing that we're going to go. Okay, but we're going to go there, okay. but wait for one second okay. while I finish okay. this point. Okay. Okay. The other I like point, this. I like this. Yeah, part. you should feisty. like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the other point here is that Rodman, right? He refused to double. He said, my man will be open. If I do that, we can't possibly cover everyone. Hey, motherfucker, the best player on the court for the other team is by far Akeem Olajuwon from an offensive yeah. threat standpoint. Why won't you double team him? Why? Cause you're a selfish fucking prick. You're a head case. You're friends with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> you dress up in dresses. You fuck. He wasn't that whores. selfish. He never demanded have, a shot of a basketball game. He was a fucking asshole. <laughs> In every way, he got on Robinson's case because because of his religion. That's a fucking asshole. That is an asshole. Okay, that is an asshole. And so, like, and he shits on him. He makes up lies. There's no way Robinson. He says in his book apparently that Robinson was shaking, like trembling when he was asked to guard in team meetings when he was asked to guard Elijah one on one. This is the like several time defensive player of the year. He's not trembling to one on one guard anyone. And what happened was by Rodman's account is that. Robinson was one-on-one against Olajuwon, which blew up Olajuwon's stat sheet and obviously like played into Olajuwon's ability to like take advantage of his one-on-one scoring ability, make Robinson look stupid. Meanwhile, Robinson being the primary and really major threat offensively for the Spurs is getting triple teamed by the Rockets for that one series, right? With the Rockets having a better supporting cast, despite the Spurs having the better regular season record and Robinson talking Drexler or Thorpe. Drexler, I guess he was on that 95 team, wasn't he? No, I'm saying they traded for 94. Which year was this? It was 95 that this happened. So they had Drexler. They didn't have Rob, or they didn't have, I think so. They had Drexler the second year, right? Not the first year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So yeah, that Rockets team was was actually a lot better on paper. Right. Even though the Spurs had the better regular season record. The Spurs. Well, that, that's the Spurs. What they did. One, Even when they, the classic Larry Brown team. I don't buy that shit. I don't what do buy mean? that. It happens all the time. Uh, when it's like the chargers no, in football, almost you know all I mean? the time like, in basketball, the, the higher seed advances no. in the playoffs, well, especially not then. No, I would, uh, maybe with the, like the, uh, bulls and the Knicks because fucking David Stern wanted Jordan dude, to advance, I mean, but dude, the heat and the Knicks every year, the heat were the higher seed. He always took care of business in the regular Pat Riley coached teams in general, but Pat Riley was on the Knicks always got the. Fucking, get, would, would, there was a little like uh, underdog thing going on there. Okay, regardless. But Larry Brown, on when he was coach of the Spurs, when Larry Brown coached teams, normally I always think did the those same were thing. two relatively evenly matched teams at the time. You know, from a talent standpoint, the only difference is 
Uh, the Rockets won the series four to two, despite the Spurs winning the regular series uh, season series over the two year uh, span. Well, the Spurs are a better regular season team, is my point. Rudy Tomjanovich, I think, lackadaisical coach, kind of gave us Brian teams. Hill. What, would, what did Brian Hill ever accomplish on any level? He inherited David Robinson, and David Robinson by himself. I think Brian Hill went to, the, didn't he go to the finals with the Magic? Did he really? I think he was the, the coach of the Magic. Year. Yeah, I do. I do. That actually yeah, may be correct. But then he inherited Shaq. But, but and I Penny. think he got the one seed with the Magic. I, I'm saying like. Larry Brown, I think he took over for. Okay. Larry Brown, though, I, the Spurs were a great regular season team. Tom Jonovich took over for Larry Brown. No, right? no, no, no. Larry Brown was the Spurs. Oh, Brian coach Hill in took the over. 90s. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. right. Uh, and I just remember the Spurs always being like a really good regular season team that we'd always wonder. They they struggled in the playoffs, but I think that was because I'm talking Robinson even, didn't even have a supporting cast. You know, I, I I do think that like when teams are like really strategically buckling down on you. It is harder for you to, and the rocket series is probably no better of a uh, situation there from a coaching standpoint uh, as an example of, you know, when you're the only player on your team, no, granted, Sean, Elliott, no, Tom Jonovich is probably a better coach than Brian Hill. Probably. Although I never saw him elsewhere. So it's hard to right, Hard to really, really judge yeah. that. Um, and here's, here's really what I'm getting at. Okay. Robinson dominated the regular season rivalry despite having comparable uh, and especially during that era when the, that was the Rockets at their best. The Rockets two championship seasons. The, the Spurs won nine of 12 regular season games during that two yeah, year stretch. I, I just don't put it's one series four to two. And I know, I know they I have know. That's Dennis hard, that, well, Rodman that's hard for not you. playing that's hard for you to that's swallow. hard for me to swallow but, after watching both of them their entire career and seeing but what's hard for me to swallow is like to me, regular season really doesn't mean much in NBA. Uh, that's all fair. across all that's across. Like, dude, I was, you know, one of my favorite teams growing up, they were never a lot of times the higher seed, the teams that, and that we'd win a lot of the, it just felt like the regular seasons. It's like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, things, it's a whole new season. The yeah, playoffs for sure. Yeah. It's like you, you get in, it doesn't really matter essentially. And to his credit, and for all the players, you know, that may have been Akeem at his very best. And quite frankly, on a one-on-one standpoint, Robinson had no answers for him. So if Akeem and by, and the interviews I was watching, you know, in the old clips today, all the players said that was Akeem playing his very best. And so maybe he just decided for one series that he was going to show, you know, that he was better than Robinson. And maybe there is that. But, but so, but so JD said agility. JD said obviously the steals defensively. Uh, uh, similar similar stats uh, career wise on that. But isn't Elijah one top ten steals? All the time? I think Robinson is too. Like so they literally the almost have center. identical stats to each other. Uh, and then he he brought up this point. He dissected. He said Robinson defensively, like uh, he brought up. I guess Charles Barkley's game winner against the Spurs when Robinson in the playoffs allowed him to shoot a, what, a three. He, he, uh, no, it was like a, a, it was like a long two, but he dropped back because he feared Barkley running the uh, like right. off the dribble. Yeah, and again, one and, shot does not define a defensive career. But I think that 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 I actually kind of see his point here because to me, he just Robinson was a great. Don't get me wrong, he's yeah. a great player, easily one of the top twenty-five best players I've seen. Okay, and. I, I thought Jared made a good point because he said uh, he brought up even the Knicks Rockets finals and said, if now, I will say he's significantly better than Ewing, right? I will say Elijah one significantly better than Ewing, but I will not say that he's significantly <sighs> but better. I have Ewing and Robinson I, neck and neck. You might I even can take see, Ewing over Robinson. I don't oh, know. You're crazy. You, you saw Ewing at the end of his career though. Like you t- go back to like the I 89, 90, when he's averaging like 29 a game. I remember you. I mean, he was, well, I wasn't even watching it that much in 89. Right. I mean, I've you know seen I mean? enough like, of like his highlights to know. Um, 
And Robinson was what? Uh, Definitely more athletic. Three years younger than Definitely Ewing? more athletic than Ewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly more athletic, uh, taller, more, Ewing had stronger a physique. Game, though. Yeah, Ewing was awesome. He probably had a better postgame than both of them. Yeah. Anyway, hold on. But, uh, Jer- uh, JD's point was that uh, pivotal point in game seven of the finals, I think it was, that Starks on a switch, Elijah got caught with Starks. He didn't back off, and he game ended up six. blocking the three-pointer. That was game six okay. when Stark was going off. Saved them the finals because Stark, Starks had like but that, 30 points in the and, second and half. And JD's uh, angle was, he goes, that's how good Olajuwon was. And he also said Olajuwon's the only center from back then that could play in today's NBA and be that dominant because he would be even more valuable in today's NBA because of his athleticism. Sure. Uh, it, yeah, I agree with that. I think he, he is more of a guard with the ball than Robinson is. He, he's, he's, like a, he's got like a guard's kind of handle. I think Robinson probably the soccer experience. Yeah. He's a great lateral movement, great ball handles. Uh, I think Robinson, quite frankly, in my opinion, was a better spot up shooter. Although it was, uh, comparable. I think Robinson had a higher release. Akeem Olajuwon's shot always looked weird. Obviously he can yeah, make it, it but, but I mean, I remember hitting threes. I can remember watching he's a games. Good shooter. Where, oh, yeah. And my whole thing is okay. You'd be, rarely shoot threes, but uh, I'm saying. because of that, because of that, Akeem Olajuwon, could be considered better than David Robinson. And I have no problem with that. Right. Where I take exception, <laughs> right. Is the idea that he was fucking a far better player. I really feel that way. No, well, I don't. I'm not saying that because look, I know that's, that's your favorite <laughs> player. No, so I'm not saying it beyond to be, that, to be, to beyond be funny, that completely I, objectively without I, I bias. Say it, I say it against people that are Shaq fans that think Shaq's the best center. Yep. I go by far. I think Elijah wants the best center I've ever seen. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll push back and say this. When Shaq was at his very top, no one stopped him. And, uh, well, the NBA also changed the rules. A maybe. Bit to help yeah, him. sure. But, but when people, you're looking at a Robinson, Olajuwon, Ewing and Shaq, when they were all like playing during that mid nineties era, they all stopped each other a little bit. Nobody stopped Shaq at all when he was in his prime. But who, who, what was the other center in his prime morning? Right. Yeah, that was it. Maybe Matumbo. That's true. So that may have been a factor, but even yeah. then, like he had gotten to the point physically where he was just so but they much- also added in the no charge. zone then, yeah, that was a huge move to help his career. I never even noticed that that was what had happened. But when you point it out, it's like, yeah, that's pretty obvious. That, like that would clearly benefit him. Because you know, he you can't take really a charge. Have a, uh, like he had a jump hook. You know, he didn't yeah. really have a game. Uh, he couldn't go off glass. He had or something. a couple post moves. Nothing like Elijah and Robinson no, not and Ewing. All. Like yeah. those guys had actual. He moves. actually might have had a similar post game to Robinson and Ewing. Nothing like Elijah one, but. Ewing, dude, had a Ewing nice, had a nice like, ten footer. He could fade yeah. away. Well, and certainly shoot. had a mid, yeah. be- better mid range game, without a doubt. But I'm saying, like, he could post up and fade away. Yeah, that's Shaq true. could never do that. That's true. Robinson could make, could fade away some sure. too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, wave your dick in the air. Get you. this Milwaukee Bucks thing. <laughs> All right, let's going. get it out of the way. Uh, I mean, Milwaukee. I didn't count on. Uh, I'm finally wrong, Patty C. The Celtics lose to the Bucks tonight and stick your dick in the ground. I will stick my dick in the ground. Right now I'll stick it in anything. <laughs> so check this out. They're dysfunctional. I'm not, I still think that they're the more talented team. I think there's I issues agree. in that locker room. I saw them yeah. quit the other night, not yeah. tonight. I didn't yeah. watch the game tonight. The game prior, I saw them quit. Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm still right in theory. Let me push back for one second. There's nobody on that team that can guard Giannis. That's at all. true, but that that happens and in basketball, right? Jason uh, Tatum, 
needs to bulk the fuck up. He does. He does. He needs to think he about is, his he, weight. Yes, he need, but he is going to be a stud if once he figures that out. Right. Once he adds on like thirty Ky- pounds. What about Kyrie? Obviously, the rest of the team and Kyrie. There seems to be some issues there. Right. Uh, I'm pr- pretty shocked at that because I actually got it wrong. I thought by far when I looked at the roster at the beginning of the year, they yeah. were the best team. Well, sure. Sure, definitely. And uh, to go up, they went one zero. They went up one zero in the series, and they slapped and just them lost in game four in one. a row. Yeah, ouch. And blew it blew two ten point leads in Boston. Oof. Yeah, that's that's got to be some kind of mental element going on there. That's I, I mean, look, my war. I have Warriors beating Golden State in seven. This game's going to get close. Durant's injured. The game's on right now. Uh, so that's a. I, I could potentially have my whole NBA Finals if Dur- if Durant's out for a long period of time. He's still not on the court right now. <laughs> That my NBA might be shot, <laughs> right. um, depending on that on that. Well, injury. I think ninety nine percent of uh, human beings would have at least half of their final shot if uh, Golden State goes out here. Yeah, outside of Houston, at least. Now, uh, you know, you got the Nuggets are up three two on the Blazers. I, I I recently said even that's surprising to me. I thought the Blazers were going to get that. No, last series Nuggets I said are two the, the three, uh, diaper uh, dandies here. Denver's the better team, dude. That Probably. that overtime game when Portland won the game. Yeah, I thought they well, the got Nuggets very are a, fortunate. A more uh, a well constructed team. They're a better team. There's a better basketball team. Yeah, this Portland team is not a good basketball Jamal team. Murray's as much as dope. I want to root for them, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, a very yeah. good basketball team. You're right. I think uh, Denver, while still having pretty low chance to handle either Golden State, they'd have a little better chance against the Rockets. Uh, much more. Well, the Portland versus Golden State would be the stupidest formality ever. Yeah, probably be a sweep. Yeah. Um, and then what do you Curry got? versus Curry. You're, Let's do it. Now Adam I will Silver. say it's looking like your Raptors. I got to hope that the Bucks take out the Raptors. Raptors are up three, two. I think Philly's trash. I think they're going to, I think Raptors are going to close it out in six in Philly. Who slapping your fucking face. Philly's like, they're kind of the blazers of the East where I look at them and I'm like, they're not a very good basketball team. <laughs> they're right. very fortunate to be where they're at. Right. They're more talented. Yes. Then the, yeah, they are more talented than the, yeah. than the blazers, but I like all these, uh, memes about, uh, Ben Simmons shot selection. Oh, dude, they're fucking fun. <laughs> they're really fun. Just clowning the dude, uh, daring him to step out. Ho- hockey wise, hockey wise. I, now you now this is where I smile. <laughs> this dick is so far in there. There's only one bad thing going on with me, and that's Donden. Oh yeah, right. But I got the Bruins. We're all taking an L on that one. I got the Bruins going to the Cup. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They got to take care of Donden in the West. Who had the Sharks? Beating the Golden Knights, me. Who had the Sharks beating the Colorado Avalanche, me. Who had the Blues beating the? Who they play in the first round? The, I forget. The Blues played Calgary. Calgary, I think. Yeah. Beat no, no. It was Colorado and Calgary. Colorado is still playing, right? Yeah, they they just lost tonight. Okay. They're, they're eliminated. Yeah, you're right. Blues Colorado, played. Ah, uh, who, who the, the fuck, fuck cares? Anyway, <laughs> Blues. I, I call them to to lose clues. I call blues, the blues. <laughs> call them for the blues to go to the cup, right? Yeah. They have they won the first round Low matchup. And behold, they it. rolled. They they beat the who they beat last night. The Dallas Stars. So they are officially in the Western Conference Finals. And they're one one away, and I'm call, I called the West perfect, perfect. So I'm waving that dick, Patty. See, it's mm. high up there. It's helicoptering Hel- around this fucking place. There you go. It is doing it. <laughs> Okay, so, so Eastern Conference, Donden and Boston, please Boston. And I know you're on the fence on this. Who are you rooting oh, for? This is tough for me because 
I feel like in terms of the most spoiled fan bases of all times, combined with the most obnoxious fan bases of all times, it's there's only one team. And well, maybe LA has had some uh some love. But the Celtics, um, generally speaking, or Boston in general, the most spoiled fan base and the and the brattiest. So um Interesting. Fuck them. But and and t- here's what I, I'm, they can I'm lose actually the finals. Uh, they can and now lose that the, the Celtics are out and Boston's not going to get four yeah. championships in one year, yeah. I can deal with the Bruins doing it. Um, They're going to lose to St. Louis in the cup. But I want Dondon. I want Dondon in there, and I want something embarrassing to, ha- to happen to him. Yet, uh, yeah. I don't know. Just him going a further. sex scandal to break. Yes. Something involving like that. a bunch of men. In Raleigh, North Carolina. I think the the best thing that can happen to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the best thing that can happen to him is him getting close to uh, a championship and ha- suffering heartbreak, just like all yeah. of the AFL uh, players. Fans Dude, I was players. reading an article today. Yeah. How about the AAF and whence they got right, so AAF, people? Right. Yeah. What did I say? No, I said AFL. Uh, okay. AAF. Uh, all of their players and people that were working in the stadium. We're grabbing once they, they found out that uh, it was uh, ended. So people were running there, grabbing flat screen TVs, grabbing, you know, random stuff in the locker rooms. And oh, just, man. It was like a free for all. Just keeping it hood. Yeah. So I'd be doing the same thing. Let's be honest. Exactly, man. Exactly. Uh, but hey, I'm looking good with my hockey projections. See, you were the opposite of my hockey projections. Dude, I don't think I have a single team in my so, Western or Eastern Conference Finals that's still so alive. So let me ask you this. Right now, not who you want. Who do you got going to play in the Cup? I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to bet against you at this point. But I'm going to. Because you like it. Because I like it. <laughs> I see what I'm doing, and I like it. <laughs> um, it's going to be Tom Donnan's Carolina Hurricanes. Against against San Jose's Sharks and the Bay Area, the rich get richer up there. Oh wow, they're gonna add another another chip, another chip, and da- down well, in tell you, San Jose, St. Louis Blues, buddy Miles Davis. Look, St. Louis had their football team taken from them. That's right, twice. Yeah, they are gonna go out and get it done and win one. It's gonna be a hockey town from now on until the XFL arrives next year. Well, I think that's a, a perma baseball town anyway. Well, wait till the XFL comes, you know, and, and they eclipse the NFL. Okay. <laughs> you see, they talk to Tebow. Uh, they talk to Tebow. Yeah. I like that. I love that move. Gotcha, man. You gotta be, you gotta really market where you can, especially out the gates, get the players in the door. College experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie. Sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. They got a motto over there, Patty C. You might have heard about this. I think I have, but right? remind me. You play. <laughs> you win. And you get paid. Over where? Mybookie.ag. Man. <laughs> hey. Have you ever heard a more professionally read advertisement That's than that? That's what you do. You're in the middle of an episode. You just cut into a good commercial. <laughs> you you know can I mean? hear us like so excited and you can hear the smile through the microphone. Smiles, man. You, you can always hear a good smile. That's what they say, Patty C. I've, I've heard that. If before. God said that. <laughs> he did. Uh, <laughs> he uh, said that before. Chapter 13, verse <laughs> six. You can always hear a good smile. <laughs> okay. Uh, what am I talking about here? Oh, I did want to talk about this before we dive into week two college football. Actually, Patty C, I do got some notes here. Yeah. I do got some notes. First off, by the way, we're talking to NHL hockey. Mm-hmm. 
NHL has had three game sevens go to overtime this playoffs. And that's the first time in the history of the national hockey league that that's happened. Three game sevens in the same playoff go to overtime. Oh, snap. In the seventh game. That's kind of awesome. It's kind of why the NHL playoffs are fucking amazing. Yeah. All right. You shit on me. You shit on me. <laughs> you shit fair. on me. Every NBA game I turn into is a fucking blowout. All right. It's <laughs> true. Um, what else I want to talk about? I made some notes, Patty C. How about this? Before yeah. we dive into this, you know, you feel like, be honest here. There's a Pac-12. Uh, we didn't grow up on the West Coast. No. Do the, does the Pac-12 get a bad rap? As a pussy football conference? From, you know, they never get allowed into anything. They I think it's fair to call them a pussy football conference uh, from a stylistic standpoint. From a wins and losses uh, standpoint, I don't think. I, I think it's... Yeah. What I about think, the depth of the conference? I think they get shit on a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I would agree to that. And this is what I find interesting here is they're so... They're always just shit on to me, whether it's the playoffs or whether it's, look, they had a one in the seven. Heisman. Yeah. Or yeah. just rankings because people don't watch a 10 o'clock game at night. Yeah. But they also have a, uh, like a stigma against them that, you know, oh yeah, it's a, it's it, it pass happy offense. They don't play football the same way over there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't win in the playoffs. And, and I don't believe that we've proven that on, on our shows before of that when teams have traveled to them. Yeah. They, normally lose if it's, if they go all the way to the West coast. Absolutely. But I thought it was funny that the PAC 12 had the third most players drafted more than the big 12, more than the ACC. Wow. That's surprising. Now here's where it gets interesting. The two, the two conferences that beat them were the big 10 and the SEC in bowl season. No players drafted and players drafted dirt. And the PAC 12 only has 12 teams. They have more. Yeah, that uh, that would lead to having less draft picks. Yes, when you have ninety Although, less, one hundred and eighty less players. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It can make a difference. I would say absolutely. Although the big the Big Twelve also only has ten, so to be fair, then the Big Twelve maybe if you were somehow to look at it on an average would be different. Right. But regardless, the ACC. Yeah. Per which has, uh, what, per teams? capita. Yeah. Per player. That's pretty impressive. The lowest. Uh, Draft but but they, yeah, they do get a bad rap though. The Pac-12 does. Uh, I think uh, one of the arguments I frequently find myself in is like, well, they were one and seven in bowl season two years ago, and that was happened to be the year that they fired Todd Graham, Rich Rodriguez, uh, the UCLA coach. Oh, is that? Uh... And Oregon's coach left. Taggart left. Yeah. So they had four coaches not coach the bowl game. Right. They also had Josh Rosen sit the bowl game. Yeah. So it's very misleading. Bowl games, if you're looking at bowl games for any type of statistical conference thing, yeah. the way bowl games are now where half these players sit out, yeah. there's a five-week break, coaches leave, coaches come, coaches go. I just don't think it counts. There's no, I don't think there's any credibility. It's not a very good representation of who the, ex, who the better team actually is. Yeah. The, and the, the further we go, you know, moving forward, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. LSU, as much as we fucking hated on them, they did have, like half their defense not playing in the bowl game. So that's true. And, that's and a UCF lot of did players. have a freshman quarterback. Yeah. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. You want better. me? You want me? I want that pilot. <laughs> I'm just saying that it was, that's an incredible stat that I want to say it was even more than that. It's like, 
that's not the same team on this on the field. Yeah, you know? Devin White. Oh no, Devin White did play. It was yeah, it was the cornerback or something. Uh, Greedy that, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um. Okay, Patty C. You piece of absolute filth. I'm trying to think if I had anything else I want to talk about before we dive into week. I two. wanted to talk about that little NFL nugget uh, we were discussing middle of the day. Colby puts a picture online of the Colts. Uh, playing in the snow against the Steelers. It's one of the most beautiful Oh, back sites. in like the 70s. Yeah. Uh, talk about two teams that should be playing in the snow. Indianapolis is a cold weather city. It's in the north. Wait, 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 more wait. so than it is in the south. Why are they playing in a dome? Right. How can the Hoosiers, how can Notre Dame right. Stoop to play the, outdoors? Yeah. How can the Bears play outdoors? How can Wisconsin play outdoors? How can Michigan play outdoors? How can Michigan State play outdoors? Right. How can Purdue play outdoors? How can Minnesota football play outdoors? Right. And you're going to tell me these lemon-headed... Coward. Terrorists. Pussies being the operative word. Are going to play in a dome in Indianapolis? Yeah, you're a classic team. Minnesota, I kind of get. Johnny Unitas is rolling in his fucking grave. He is. He is. And they should be in Baltimore. Just have they Baltimore should. have two teams. But that's why they, they should. That would be amazing. Uh, Put the Jaguars, the Jaguars, <laughs> in Indianapolis. That's right, and we're good. There you go. The AFC South will continue to be complete trash. <laughs> um, so here's here's what we're saying. Say we want to, you know, expand to 36 teams, right? Who are your candidates? There's four more teams. It's obviously going to lead to realignment with three divisions per. So uh, four more teams. I said, well, my initial answer, because I wasn't thinking about London or, or Mexico City or Toronto, which yeah. I thought were good answers by you with the exception of Mexico City. Yeah, too ghetto. Um, I answered with Portland, yeah. San Antonio, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, and San Diego. Four very good ones. And I love the Portland, and I think I love the Oklahoma City one. And San Antonio, after seeing the AAF crowd, makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. San Diego had a good AAF crowd too. Yeah. San Diego had an NFL team for like a hundred years. So, yeah. or at least 50. Yeah. I mean, uh, 60 Portland would be a risk, but I think Portland, Seattle would be a cool little rivalry. Yeah. Portland, Seattle. All right. So let's talk about this. Let's, let's throw four teams in there. Let's go with your four. Right. All right. Now, where do they go? East, West. Well, I don't know. This realignment is a huge project. Have we'd have to, to undertake. Yeah. yeah we have to, you know, we have to sit down. We'll sit down and try to map it out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And we'll hit them with the way it should be. All right. Let me, let me ask keep you this. The, you got to keep the Cowboys in the East. Absolutely. What division in each uh, conference do you hit the delete button on to go from four divisions back down to three with instead of four teams, four divisions, AFC with four teams? South easily. Yeah. AFC South got to go. Where do you put each of the teams in the AFC South? You put Indy goes to the North Indy goes to the North or the central rather. Yeah. Um, central. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Tennessee go east, and then you also put uh, either Houston in the um, Houston goes west, west. Okay, yeah. I like that. Makes sense. No one yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then in the NFC, you would go. Uh, what's the worst division in the NFC? The well, yeah, NFC South. Too. Yeah. yeah. So you put New Orleans, put New Orleans maybe back. NFC West, but you can't delete the West. Yeah. It's got to yeah. stay the West. It's got to be either North or South, and bye bye South. Exactly. So, so you, you take put, Carolina, put them in the east. Atlanta in the east. Yep. And you take New Orleans, put them in the west. Central. New Orleans in the west. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. Because they were in the west before. You could do that. But I feel like you could do that. And then with all those teams we're adding in the west, then just throw them out in the west. That's true. So yeah. put New Orleans in the central. 
And then who's the other team in the NFC? Oh, Tampa. Damn, you'd have to put all three in the East. Maybe put Tampa in the Central too, just to have a Florida team. Yeah. Or you could put Atlanta in the Central because it's a little inland. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. And then you can keep it with New Orleans, which is the big rivalry there. I like it. There we go. There we go, buddy. All right. Patty C. Enough of this. We're going to get back on that. I like that. I like that synopsis. We'll expand. Yes. I don't like to give you credit, but no we'll pun give intended. you a little bit Hello. of credit there. <laughs> uh, look, we did college football week one. I got all of our records there for us right now. Yes, let me pull that up. So right now, okay, so uh, there's no Thursday night game week two because the NFL's opening day is that Thursday. Mm, respect. Right? Respect. So on Friday, we they have three games, and two of them are pretty shitty, although one you might be, you know, you might be intrigued by. But the first one is Marshall at Boise State. You have Marshall want to know. I have Marshall want to know. We both have Boise want to know, beating Florida State. That's an unnecessary game to play. They are going to the Smurf turf. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both have Boise there. And then the the other two are are two FCS games, but William and Mary at Virginia. Mike London returns. <laughs> I think Broncos got it rolling Returns too hard now. to Charlottesville, especially with the quarterback. Doesn't scare you a little bit, a little bit, <sighs> a very tiny bit, a very tiny bit. Yeah. I'm going. So I'm going UVA. <laughs> You're going UVA. I'm going Arizona state to beat the Hornets of Sacramento. UVA state. football could, could find a way to starve and fucking, I don't know. McDonald's. I don't know. So you fuck. got, you got UVA at two and, or no, I got him at two and oh, you got UVA at one and one. Uh, you had yeah. him losing to Pitt. Yeah. All right. So then I got the games on Saturday lined up, and I got them in order of what I think are the best games. Okay. All so right? if we if we run a little long here, we'll just get to the ones we we didn't run long last time actually. Okay. So Texas this is a- for you football heads out there. Okay? Exactly. And we we're not gonna shy away from this. Footballs are number one. Basketball is right there. Yeah. Number two. And look, everything else. In the summer, cross. baseball. Yeah. We're not even going to fucking touch on baseball. Yeah. Maybe maybe we have at to in the point, summer. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, Texas A&M at Clemson, Patty C. Woo! It's in Clemson. I was I was determined to take Clemson all the way. Yeah. But I saw D- Dabo Sweeney take a photo with Drake tonight. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, how do you not know? How are you not more situationally aware than like to tempt fate? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that Trevor Lawrence is going to break his leg in the first game. That's right. Against uh, Georgia Tech, and then they're going to get put their shit pushed in by AM. Even if Tre- they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, they'd probably beat AM. Yeah. I'm going Clemson too, but I, I, I think they're not going to win the national championship this year because of that, uh, that photo. <laughs> um, and because Alabama's due to beat them. So LSU at Texas. These are some great games so far. That is an amazing game. This I got, is a game that should be played like every year. I got Texas winning that one. Talk about just dripping with Baton like Rouge. I would take LSU. You know what this drips of? Remember that uh, season one of um, True Detective? Yeah. All that like yeah. Southern Texas, like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. like dripping sweat. Like, yeah, that's what that's football. That's yeah. some fucking down South football right there. I love it. Yeah. Uh, LSU rival. at Texas. Damn. Here's the thing. Texas really showed up against Georgia. I don't buy that, but. I mean, maybe a little bit Georgia didn't show up for that game, but, and Texas was probably a little more motivated to, but uh, the SEC is really proud of themselves. So I feel like all of their teams really want to win and make a statement. 
LSU at Texas. I don't. This is a fucking good game, man. I don't know who to pick. Well, that's that's why we're. Doing I'm gonna this. go LSU. All right. I just don't think Coach O has it. Uh, you think uh, old? Uh, I think Herman's gonna outcoach him. Get the dub. That's like if it was in Baton Rouge, I would take LSU. I think LSU has a talent advantage still. So I think Coach O will win off the strength of that. There we go. So we both have Stanford beating. Northwestern in the first week. Mm-hmm. We both have USC beating Fresno State. Mm. Stanford at USC week two. Give me the the men of Troy. I think I'm going to take them too. Yeah. This I don't know if I'm retarded on this one because <laughs> I'll tell you this: they are they have Graham Harrell as their OC and they're going to a pass happy offense. Yeah. When I think about that, I think their defense will not be as physical. And when you play a team like Stanford. You could get your shit pushed in then. Sure. It, it may just be completely ill-advised to bet against Stanford in this game. You have to figure they've developed the quarterback a little bit. But what's his name is a decent coach, you know? Through three years, that's a, a pretty decent track record. Uh, are we talking? Uh, fucking. Uh, USC's or USC? Stanford's? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it right Baldy. now. Baldy. ball <laughs> <laughs> Corner pocket. All right. Uh, we both go in USC. We both have USC 2-0. That's surprising. That is very surprising. Well, they're going to need it. They are going to need it. Okay, Nebraska at Colorado, buddy. Your guy Frost. A little revenge. <laughs> Colorado beat him in Lincoln last Ooh, year. Lavishka. There's two Chenaults now, buddy. Ooh. Boy, I'm having a hard time picking Nebraska in this game. <laughs> There's part of me that thinks Nebraska's going to run the table, but part of me thinks this is their biggest fucking hurdle. This is a big one. You got uh, you know senior quarterback for Colorado who's projected to be a second-round pick right this now. This was a damn good game last year. It was and a money game. We were watching this in Vegas. Yeah. This is a fucking great game. You have to figure, uh, from a coaching standpoint, Nebraska would have improved more, but both teams have a pretty solid home field advantage, especially Nebraska. And if they weren't able to get it done, granted, game two – yeah. Was it or was it game one? I think it was game one actually. Because the game yeah. game yeah. game one got canceled. Uh ooh, that, that ooh. I'm gonna go to Nebraska to get the revenge. I'm going I do, I can't go to Nebraska. What am I doing? I'm taking Colorado. <laughs> I'm on the fence on this one, man. Uh I'm gonna take Colorado too. Oh man, yeah. going with those buffs. Yeah. All right, now we go to Miami. Oh and one Miami against one or an Owen one North Carolina. We had North Carolina losing to South Carolina. Mm, Mackie Mackie's back does in Mac town. Pull the upset. Uh, he does First not home game. Manny versus Mac. Um, he's got a fanny pack. Hello. Um, no, we're, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about. This is a college experience. Uh, Manny is going to get it done. North Carolina, not exactly death Valley. I got Miami getting it done as well. You got Miami. Okay, now we get to your favorite game. Ooh. The you Bearcats of Cincinnati at Ohio State. Sometimes sometimes fate plays a bigger role than any statistical measure or, or feeling that you might have otherwise. That feeling deep in your gut tells you something. And it's telling me. Bearcat up? That the Bearcats are marching into fucking Columbus and they're stealing Ryan Day's lunch money. Wow. I'm going to go with Ohio State. <laughs> Okay. You're going Cincinnati. Give me, I'm intrigued. Give me Bearcats. Because you had Cincinnati lose to UCLA the first week. That was that was in uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I just feel like the coaching. So the I can see that happening. They lose, then they get the revenge spot against uh, there we Ohio go. State. 
It's just a feeling. It's one of those, you know, how I told you last week, I wanted JMU to lose to NC state, but beat uh, West Virginia. I pray to the football gods, right? I said, I will sacrifice that UCLA game in Cincinnati in order for the football gods to be on Cincinnati side against Ohio state. And I think they're talented enough to be in the game. Ohio state traditionally allows lesser teams to hang around, especially early in the season. That's true. They, 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 there has been a, they always win. They always find a way to win, but not this time. Cincinnati has too much hunger to get this done. Too much on the line. Now we got an interesting game. uh, This last year, California beat Washington. This time, Cal, the golden bears traveled to Seattle early conference game. Washington's going to get revenge and get this win. California at Washington. Yeah. Cal beat him last year though. That's unbelievable. I guess the bears were a little better than I want to give him credit for, but I love what uh, Justin Wilcox is doing at at Cal. Yeah. They're getting better. Yeah. I love the physicality of their team, but Peterson had an off year. And Jacob Eason. Eason I think they improve at the quarterback position drastically, which is the more you talk about that. The more I realize that, uh, what was his name? Dude, how many times, even in that Auburn game, that you're, Auburn watching, game. <laughs> you're just watching him wide open targets. It's just like such oh a little like gosh. shit game manager. Yeah, he was. He With was all bad. that experience. Jake Browning we're yeah. referring to. Sorry, uh, Jake, if you're listening. I have an interesting game for you here. You're salami, not. salami, Saki, Kalani Sataki, <laughs> by the way, Kalani nice. Sataki. Good you. At stepping your culture up. Yeah. Kalani Sataki, the head coach of BYU, yep. the Cougars who coming off a Pretty good year at Tennessee. Ooh. This one's pretty easy for me. Really? You yeah. going Tennessee? No, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to Sorry. Uh, a dot cool. Yeah. A, <laughs> a, Alan Cooley. But I mean, look, here's the only part that I might go Tennessee it. and the crowd. I don't think that's going to be as huge a factor against BYU. It's not something I think they're going to be shook of, you know, yeah. they're not exactly like fucking App State walking, which really wasn't a big problem for them either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going BYU to beat Tennessee. You're going BYU to beat Tennessee. So we have the we have the Cougars at one and one. They're fresh off a uh, Utah loss, but Cougs. All right, then we got West Virginia at Missouri. Patty C. Mm, Neil Brown. I don't think you're going to be quite ready for this. We're going to see what Ke- Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. Kelly B. I think we're both on Missouri, aren't we? Yes, we are. We have Missouri at two and zero. Oh man! All right, Tigers. Now we have an SEC conference game: Arkansas at Ole Miss. Look, I think Arkansas is still, still developing. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ole Miss big. I don't think that uh, what's his name should be anything more than an offensive coordinator, Chad Morris. Yeah, I think his peak is offensive coordinator. And they'll probably win four games this year because they scheduled like a bunch of idiots. Portland, (laughs) they're at a conference schedule. Portland State. Four and seven FCS, right? Mm-hmm. San Jose State, one and one and eleven FBS, right? Yeah. Colorado State, three and nine. Although Colorado State did beat Arkansas last year, going three and nine. <laughs> All right. Right. Group of five. That those are those are their three, and then their fourth is another three and nine team that I'm forgetting right now. But they're, they're three and nine. Is it at least a, a, a power five team? No, it's group of Not five. Group but they're three and nine. They went three and nine last Jeez. year. I think it was. I don't know. So that's where Arkansas gets their four wins. So three and nine, three and nine, one and <laughs> eleven, four and seven FCS. That's pretty bad. So all they need all to do is win two games and they're gonna go bowling. Yeah. Two SEC games. Two SEC games. Yeah. And it's not gonna be here. I'm going to Ole Miss big. 
Me too. Rich Rod will dial it up. All righty. Then we got interesting, interesting, interesting game because San Diego State is five and one against the Pac-12 in their last six. How much will UCLA improve in this offseason? Well, you're also coming back from coming back from a long flight from Cincinnati. You got a you got a few days off. What are you thinking here? Another thing is San Diego State should be better. They were banged up last year. They were really, they beat Arizona State last year, but they were really banged up. They lost their quarterback for the year. They lost their running back for the year. This one's a hard one to pick. And and th- what I love about this game is that I actually think that our guy Rocky Long, by the way, mm. guys, if you haven't checked out on college or on college experience on sportsgalingpodcast.com, I rated my 25 top college football group of five coaches. And I also rated my 25 top group or power five coaches. Sorry, power five coaches. But I gave Rocky Long a very high rating. He's the guy who invented the 335 defense. And I also think the 335 defense plays Rich, not Rich Brooks, what? Chip, Chip Kelly's offense fairly decent. My point here is who's going to win the game, Patty C? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny you should say that. And I, I, I'm guessing I know why you uh, mentioned Rich there. Because Rich Rodriguez is a defensive coordinator, always ran the three through five, even though his defenses have traditionally been dog shit. I, I actually did not do that because no. uh, Chip, before Chip Kelly, they had Rich Brooks okay, and Mike Bellotti. But I always think of Rich Brooks for some reason as Oregon's coach. Ah, uh-huh. um, But yeah, Rich Rod fits there. Anyway, Rocky Long, San Diego State, five and one in their last six against the Pac-12. I'm going to go San Diego state here. <laughs> I think I am too. Yeah. I think I am too. Until you have proven at UCLA. Uh, I'm going to doubt a little bit. This is a great matchup. Maybe we go to this one. Yeah. Oh, I'm down hundred percent. Maybe we go to this one. Okay. And then our next game. Interesting. I'm curious to see where you're going here. The Commodores of Vanderbilt travel to West Lafayette. Why are you curious? <laughs> Vanderbilt's a strange team. They got a grad transfer quarterback coming in from Ball State. This is the identical uniform game. I feel like uh, there's every kind of shitty team in uh, the <laughs> conference is wears gold and black. Is it uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wake Forest? What are you saying about Colorado then, you piece oh, of shit. fucking Oops. filth? Uh? <laughs> That's kind of eating uh, my words Wake now. Wake Forest is better. They beat Duke 59-7. Traditionally shitbag team. They won. Didn't they win an ACC championship recently? Uh, Like 10 years ago. But everyone wins an ACC championship. Not Virginia. That's true. Oh, it's been a solid. You need to start 25. thinking about yours, buddy. <laughs> Who? Dave Clawson. The Deke, burn. Deke. 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 <laughs> it's a little, a little close to something more perverted, yeah. but okay. Vanderbilt or Purdue? Who you Purdue. Going? I'm going Purdue as well. I think that game might be close. No. Jeff Broheim. Brohim. Okay, this is an interesting matchup, a revenge matchup for Fresno State, who had Minnesota pretty much beat last year and threw an interception at the one-yard line with about 35 seconds left. Ooh, revenge uh, is a, a dish best served cold, and it will be because Fresno is going to smack You have Minnesota's 0-2. You have South Dakota State beating them in the first, which is not that, oh. it's not that crazy to think that, but uh, I have Fresno State winning that as well. I'm a little uh, fleck doubter here. After that, that beef with uh, with Kill, yeah, uh, I I gotta say maybe Kill came across as an asshole after uh, Fleck took the high road, but J- 
Jerry Kill, good reputation. And Fleck does kind of, you know, the sweater vest, the running yeah. up. He's, yeah. he's a little, little ego. He tries to play it down. Like, yeah, there's a little Jim Harbaugh in him in terms of like from all reports when he was on the 49ers of all teams. Um, he was like a maniac, like in practice and like just going so much harder and people were like, you'd be a good coach. But, uh, so maybe I don't hate that about him that he's just, <laughs> but yeah, I could see him being very annoying and kind of getting into himself a little bit too. So, um, then again, kill can't, uh, stand up for more than five minutes without having a fucking seizure. So fuck him and anyone else who has a seizure out there. We, we all hate, no, just kidding. <laughs> That's pretty. Anyway, I'm just being an asshole here. Yeah. Uh, give me Fresno with the win. I got Fresno with the win too. And I want to tell you guys before we dive any further, Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon. So why not shop at Amazon and support the podcast? All you have to do is log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Amazon, bookmark that link, and every time you shop at Amazon, you support the podcast. Patty C was talking about potentially buying himself. A uh, a new uh, compressor, air compressor. Yeah. And why not just go on the Amazon back? Oh, go to sportsgamepodcast.com backslash Amazon. A compressor. Get an air compressor. Mm-hmm. And you From support Amazon. The po- yeah, and support the podcast. At the same time. Boom. Win, win, win. All right. We got some other games going on here. We got Army at Michigan. Top 25 matchup, according to old ESPN. Hello. Uh, look, if there's one game that could cause Harbaugh his job that I wouldn't mind seeing, it would be Army using that to push themselves into the New Year's Six conversation. But you're going Michigan. I am going Michigan. Don't fucking spit up my ass and tell me it's rated. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'll, uh, I will do whatever I want. <laughs> Syracuse. Like it. Syracuse travels to Liberty week one. And we said we both took Syracuse, but we said tread lightly because Liberty could beat you. Yeah. Well, they they stay in that area and they play Similar at game. Maryland. Yeah, I got Syracuse winning this one. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, until um, homeboy Loxley, Mike yeah, Loxley, until yeah. Loxley proves it, they're just gonna suck in the games. So, although I mean Alabama, that that goes to show you that Alabama is kind of like coach proof. They're just like. Take take in a coach that has done nothing and spit him out on the other side and win with him. We'll see if that's if just he's changed. If yeah, if he's changed yeah. or not, right? Um, so far we only have one game different. And that's Ohio State and Cincinnati, but it's going to get a little tougher here. South Florida at Georgia Tech. I got <laughs> South Florida and Blake Barnett coming into Atlanta and grabbing the dub. Yeah, GT, a little too much transition going on there. So they sweep Georgia Tech in there. Two, two game series. Hello. Okay, weird game here. Northern Illinois at Utah. This is a butt. This is an ass women. Yeah, because it's in Utah. If it was in DeKalb, things would be different. Probably not, but a uh, it was a close game last year. It was like I think like thirteen to nine. Or Utah something. went to DeKalb last year. Yeah. Oh man. No, the Pac twelve once again. They go places. All right. Colorado played at Toledo a few years back. You know, mm-hmm. Utah traveled to Northern Illinois. USC travels to some of these other fucking you know, teams. You know what I mean? They're charitable. At USC's this year at BYU. They're good. They're they're good for the sport. They're charitable. Washington State last year at Wyoming. Credit to you, Pac-12. Credit to you. Eastern Michigan at Kentucky, Patty C. This is where things get hairy for you. Mm. I am calling for the upset. Eastern Michigan is going to beat Kentucky and pull off the upset. I am going to 
strongly disagree. Eastern Michigan won at Purdue last year, but he, give me the walk. You, know you know who couldn't win at Purdue? Ohio State. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ohio at Pittsburgh. Frank Solich, by the way, if you're wondering why he was not in my top 25 group of five coaches, he was my 26th ranked coach. Old Soli. Love Frank Solich. Big fan of his work. At Pitt, any chance of the upset? Pitt coming off of a, a Virginia win, Patty C? Uh, Pitt's going to win the game. So you're just... You're but there just, is a chance of an upset there. Pitt's there the is. type of team that loses especially that if, Especially for you coming off of the win over UVA. The clutch coastal... Uh, it could be Critical a coastal victory. Now I have an interesting one, Patty C. Tulane at Auburn. I think Tulane's going to play him close mm, it's for the first half. Too lame against Auburn. I'm going Auburn. Mm. You're going Auburn. I don't want to yeah. fucking hear it. Rutgers at Iowa. Uh, yeah. Why Iowa. does Rutgers have a football team? <laughs> they got either, they're getting some grad transfers. I just saw they got, they landed a few of the past couple of days. Uh, Western Michigan at Michigan State, Patty C. Any chance of the upset? Very little. Very little. So you're, you're not very intrigued by the Southern Miss at Mississippi State. I guess you got to go Mississippi State there too. Yeah. Not really going out on many. Old Dominion wins, at Virginia yeah. Tech. Oh, uh, got to figure Virginia Tech has enough revenge in them. But look, this one could be closer than <laughs> than you would think for a team that wants revenge. Yeah, I, I went Virginia Tech too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe that they lose in lane to yeah. a team they Ooh, lost to last man. year. Uh, Central Florida at Florida Atlantic. Any chance your Lane Kiffin gets a gets a dub there? Uh, I want to give that a big fat in you, especially with uh, our Notre Dame guy coming in there. Should well, he could he has a low enough completion percentage that. Uh, What's his name again? The fucking new quarterback for uh, oh, uh, UCF. God damn it. I'm, I'm fucking brain dead today, dude. Brandon. Um, Brandon Wimbush. Wimbush. Yeah, I thought yeah. said Brandon Collins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Brandon Wimbush. Uh, yeah. Brandon Wimbush. Low, didn't he throw like 49% completions for a team that throws the ball this around? This is going to let him run a lot more, though. Yeah. This offense. That's true. It just opens it up all together for him. Yeah, it should it should work out for him. He, he's not so dissimilar than uh, USF's quarterback uh, Flowers the other year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nevada at Oregon. We got Oregon on that. This is probably it's it's front loaded with some big games, but overall the the depth of this week is not as good as week one. Buffalo at Penn State. Buffalo won ten games last year. Patty, see any chance? Mm, Penn State, unless they find a quarterback. <laughs> They're going to be up shit creek here. Oregon State at Hawaii. I am calling for Hawaii to get the dub. I think I'm going to, too. <laughs> I got Hawaii beating Arizona week one and beating Man. Oregon State week two. Just rip, making their Pac 12. Well, uh, because statement. they're playing them in home in Honolulu. So, yeah. Dude, please, please allow Hawaii into the Pac 12. <laughs> Nothing would be more hilarious and amazing. Uh, North Texas at SMU. I am going to go North Texas. They won nine games they last year. Did. They did. Didn't they have a great quarterback that... Uh, he's still there. Oh, he's still there. His name is... Uh, Jesus, I'm so retarded tonight. Seth... Uh, I don't know if I'm... No, you're right. It's the coach's name is Seth Luttrell. Okay. Quarterback's name. God damn it. Why we can't got to bone up on this shit. No, I know his name. It's just I, I'm fucking tired, man. I've been working all day. I've been working, working, working. Touching. What's the money? Mason Fine. Things. 
Mason That's it. Fine. I didn't look that up He's on the computer either. Name. Just had to go through the data. Nice, Paul. The database. Yeah. There you go. All right, this is a big one here. <laughs> Illinois at UConn. Mm. Give me Illinois by 35. Wow. I don't think they've beaten anyone by 35 since Dick Butkus played for Hello. them. <laughs> I'm going to ride with the Illini too. But, hey, it could be a dangerous, could be a dangerous one there. UTSA, Baylor. You're going Baylor. I'm going Baylor. All right, Coastal Carolina, Kansas. Chanticleers, any chance they ruin Les Miles? Uh, home debut, would it be? Or he played uh, FCS the first one. Okay, so FBS debut. Yeah, uh, there is a chance. There's definitely a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna go Kansas. Yeah, me too. I don't know that that's even a smart bet. <laughs> uh, I'm going Florida. Okay, Western Kentucky at Florida International. I'm going Florida International. Do we just say that Mac Brown's got a lot more potential than? Uh, Less yes. miles just because of the, the recruiting uh, you're yeah. seeing, you're already yeah. seeing this talent come in there. Uh, Charlotte at app state. I mean, these games, can we just, you know, central Michigan, Wisconsin, this is a shittier week than week one um, with the exception of like the, fr- the first five games. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and just take the favorites on the rest here. Cause I'm pretty sure you're going to feel the same way about this. Yeah. I mean, we'll go through this later and clean it up, but for the sake of fan interest, let's avoid talking about the Charleston Southern versus South Carolina game. What a shit game. All right, but Patty, see, let me ask you this. I wrote up the top 25 coaches in college football, Power Five. No, I haven't even had a chance to look at this yet. Well, the Power Five is dropping tomorrow morning when this podcast airs. I did the group of five. on That came out today. Okay. Power Five. I'm going to start with number 25, and I'm going to roll down through. These are going to be good. We're going to go quick here. Okay. All right. Rapid fire. Number 25, I got Dave Clawson, Wake Forest. Okay. Some say a little high. I was reading some other rankings. I had him in the 30s. I might agree with that. 24, I got Mark D'Antonio. Six double-digit win seasons. He's got a pretty good track record. That seems a little low, but he's got a decent program. 23, I got David Cutcliffe. Hmm. What has he proven as a head coach? One ten win season at Duke. Does that put you above what Mark D'Antonio has accomplished at Michigan State? Well, I, what I try to do is here. I said if D'Antonio was at Duke, I don't know that he would win this many games. Okay, so that's one of the defining like characteristics of your uh, ratings is Cutcliffe. When they took over Duke, they were awful. Oh yeah, they're one of the worst. They yeah. were like <sighs> Michigan State was not that bad when when Dan- yeah Michigan State <laughs> has long been. A competitive team. They've never really dropped yeah. too far down. So, as much as I think D'Antonio is a great coach, I'm going to say Cutcliffe is a better coach based on the ranking systems. He's certainly a better offensive de- developer. I am going. Uh, he has turned out some great offenses he at took fucking Duke to Duke. the ACC championship. Yeah, twice or or once. I think twice, maybe. Maybe. Dude, he's been in the bowl game six out of the last seven years. He is a good coach. I'm not giving him At enough Duke, credit. That's incredible. And he got jobbed in that Miami game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. That's still tough. D'Antonio's proven a lot at this point. All right. At, at 22, I got Bronco Mendenhall. Man, that, that's disrespect. Well, I guess he did a I lot of BYU. I loved what he did at, at BYU. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so get off my back, Jack. Right. <laughs> he had a lot of 10 win seasons over there. He did. And then you give me this bullshit. And he's turning UVA around I'm pretty fucking quickly. He's two bowl games out of three years there. Yeah. Hey. Throttling South Carolina last year. At 21, I got Jeff Brom. On upside, I can see that. 
Look, got that program rolling. This they is where Colby in a proves to be a clairvoyant. And you guys will say, damn, Colby was smart. Or you'll say... I was all over that one. He's then. a fucking idiot. But even the higher, I was all over. You weren't believing. Two bowl games in three years. I'll admit, I, I'm behind the curve on Brom. All right, at 20, I got Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Probably warranted at this point. But I said, you could argue, my, my comments here is you could argue that he should be higher, considering that he's had three double-digit win seasons and four at Michigan. And before that, Michigan went a long time without a double-digit win season. He's doing a good job. I mean, Brady Hoke had an 11 win season and a fucking, what, Sugar Bowl victory? That's true. That's a good point. But uh, three <laughs> but out of four it was for, a one year. Three out of four for Harbaugh? Yeah. He's doing a good job there, especially in a tough, t- tough division. All right. Now, at number 19, I have Matt Campbell. Might be even low. Two eight win seasons at Iowa State. Mm hmm. And, and again, he was great at Toledo. And the scheduling. You have a fucking nine-game yeah. Big Ten yeah. schedule. Big 12. Yeah. Big 12 schedule, rather. At 18, I got James Franklin, and mainly because of what he did at Vanderbilt. He also brought well, Penn State back. great job at yeah, Penn State, He also too. brought Penn State back, but I'm saying Vanderbilt, he had a 10-win season at Vanderbilt. That was the more uh, impressive feat yeah, on his resume. 10-win season at Vanderbilt. It's pretty damn good. Now, what's... Uh, Derek Mason? Yeah. Didn't he have a good season this past year? He's had a couple of good seasons, but not 10 wins. Yeah. 10 wins was like, dude, you were like a top 13 team. He went from a fucking assistant a couple years before to Penn State's head coach based on the strength of that. So, uh, at number 17, I got Jimbo Fisher. All right. Now this is what's funny is ESPN or I think it was ESPN had Jimbo Fisher rated as the third or fourth best coach in the country. I have him at 17. He hasn't won a national championship in a while. And that national championship didn't have the invitational. It was just a one-off. And his last year at Florida State, they were pretty awful. They went, they had to schedule an extra game just to go six yeah. and six. He did resurrect Florida State from relative mediocrity, which is probably a little tougher than. Well, Bowden was a little old. He had let that shit run ragged, you know. I got him ahead of Franklin. Franklin came into a worse situation. That's true. Yeah, Jimbo. Okay, that's that's not a bad ranking. Seventeen at sixteen, I got Brian Kelly. Yeah. You know I hate Brian Kelly, but right. I put him in there because it's a tough I, trying, for you to swallow. Yeah. He's an asshole. He left Cincinnati when they're undefeated <laughs> and they're about to play Florida like a true terrorist piece of shit <laughs> pussy. All right. You almost want to blame Notre Dame more for that one, but no. He should do what Frost did and be like, hey, we're undefeated. You will I'm wait. gonna stay yep. for one more game, but I'll sign your deal and I'll be your next head coach. Yeah. But fuck you. hundred percent should have done that. Yes. I agree. At fifteen, this is where you're gonna you're gonna say no to me. I got Dino Babers. Not a big enough track record. To Loved what it. he did at Bowling Green. And this is why I have him there. When he left Bowling Green, they went from a team that won 10 games to a team that won one. Yeah. So it was almost the reverse of him being there. That <laughs> And then he went to Syracuse. He won 10 games at Syracuse. Wait, the next was... year they went down to one game. Yeah. The next year after he left. That's almost a shitting on the new coach more <laughs> yeah. than it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it but does then, favor him. Look, he goes to Syracuse. He has a four and eight season, a four and eight season, and then a 10 and three season. He has two four and eight seasons. Why do you have him? That so was high? his first two years at Syracuse. Okay. And Syracuse has been bad. Still a lot of weight on that one season. Almost beat Clemson twice. He's been the best threat to Clemson the past I mean, 20 they months. They did beat yeah. him once, right? So, yeah, that's true. All right, then at number 14, I got Dan Mullen. Fair. Right? You guys are good coach. <laughs> uh, Mud, Mud's very fond of that one. Look, <laughs> uh, 
not as great hire at Florida, won 10 games, you know, but I'm really putting him there because of what he did at Mississippi State. Yeah. All right, at 13, I got Kirk Ferentz. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got four double-digit win seasons at Iowa. Ferentz is such a strange. That's a miracle right there. Yeah. Oh, he I, has gone, he's only missed a bowl game once in the past 17 years. I would be curious to see what Iowa fans think of Kirk Ferentz. Do they uh, do they accept that like relative mediocrity and like that like dude he's like, missed one bowl game I in mean, seventeen the years steadiness dude there's he is Tommy Meyer my old high school football coach he beats the teams he's supposed to no they always upset one well team. they do upset yeah. one team but generally speaking they play exactly to their talent level <laughs> like from a record standpoint at the end no, of the year their talent level I actually think they achieve it they overachieve it do you think they overachieve well because I think Iowa's decently talented as a as you're a telling me if you looked at like Illinois and Iowa's rosters that it's that much better I think they should have more talent than like in Northwestern they should have more talent than Illinois Purdue, Illinois, Indiana. isn't it better recruiting in Illinois than it is There's, Iowa? Oh, by all rights, there should be, but uh, it's not. Illinois managed to so, shit the bed, dude. One missed bowl game in seventeen years. Well, definitely steady as shit. Four double-digit win seasons. I mean, in seventeen years, how many? What's his most? What's his? What's his best year? It's probably ten. I, I didn't. I didn't get getting there. destroyed by uh, Stanford in the fucking Rose Bowl. Whatever they got there. Yeah, is that is that your ceiling uh, for as a Iowa? program? <laughs> you, what do you want to be in the national championship? <laughs> I mean, if Wisconsin can do it, why can't Iowa do it? Like, because Barry Alvarez isn't their AD. True, maybe. I don't know. Dude, Look, Iowa is a good football. Nebraska. Team. What's different about Iowa and Nebraska? A hundred years of history. Yeah. Okay. A good supply of body bags. <laughs> quote, 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 uh, what's it called? Rambo. <laughs> Was that Brian Dennehy? Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, Richard Crenna. He's like telling Brian Dennehy. Oh, yeah. So you're telling me that our whole police force and, and the and uh, the Army Reserves can't tackle one guy? He goes, I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you count. You can count on one thing: a good supply of body bags. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love some Rambo oh, action. Man. All right, at number twelve, I got Mike Gundy. How do you feel about that? He's won a Big Twelve title. Mm-hmm. He's won double-digit games six times at Oklahoma State. How do you not have Brian Kelly way higher on your list? Than Mike Undy? Yeah. Because I think it's harder to win at Oklahoma State than it is to win at Notre Dame. Probably a little bit. Dude, Oklahoma State does not get the same recruits that Texas and Oklahoma get. Oklahoma State gets plenty of talent walking through that door. Notre Dame has their own network. Fair enough. Notre Dame does have an easier recruiting than... Mike Gundy does, but Brian Kelly has accomplished. Well, I Brian I Kelly see. had a four win season three seasons ago. Once Gundy never has a four win season. That's true. Gundy's a damn good coach. Don't you ever come at the mullet. <laughs> all right. At number 11, I got Gus Malzahn and all of Auburn. So still says this guy's on the hot seat, but I got him as the 11th best coach in college. Football. <laughs> he can win a national championship. <laughs> and if he didn't land like a top recruit, like a week how later, is he on the hot seat? This guy's a great coach, right? <laughs> right? He, if he gets fired, he would be snatched up so quick, right? so fucking quick. All right. And then my top 10 Patty scene, you're going to disagree with all these. Mm-hmm. I got Scott Frost at number 10 too early, too early. He's got a national championship. True. There's only a few that do at this point. So, what do you got to say? What's next? Any yeah, other and, brain busters? And only a few of those are have undefeated. Any other brain champions. busters? <laughs> All right, keep going. If you go to the Wikipedia page, you will see it says national championship. Clear as day. Yep. And standard King's English. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I got Gary Patterson. Took the 
Horn Frogs from the Conference USA to the Very Mountain fair. West to the Big Twelve. Very fair. Come on, at number possibly a little little low to be honest. At number eight, I got Pat Fitzgerald. Okay. I mean, you got it, dude. Pat Fitzgerald's thirty six and fifteen the past four years. I mean, that's at Northwestern. That's seventy percent. But like, you're at Northwestern winning ten games a season. That's amazing. It is, especially over the last three seasons. If he can sustain that for another three seasons, then I will think he's definitely a top well, 10 Purdue coach. and Nebraska are rising, though. It's going to be... Okay, number seven. Are you going to disagree with me? I got Kyle Whittingham. A tad high, but I don't disagree that love, much. Love the way he coaches his defense and special teams. Yeah. Uh, he took them from the Mountain West. They did beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl that one year. Yes, him, right? and they played in the Pac-12 championship last year. It's uh, They just... Utah as a state is hard to, like... Think of getting over the hump. He, he took just, Utah to the Pac-12 championship with their backup quarterback last year. He's a fucking good coach. He is a fucking good coach. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, number six, I got Lincoln Riley, mainly because it was East Carolina. Of, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, know, yeah. But Exploits. <laughs> what do you think about Lincoln Riley? Number six, innovative. Two Heisman so Trophy quarterbacks early. in two years. But how do two you? Two playoff bursts in two years. Uh, let me push back on you here. Okay. <laughs> If you're not going to give Brian Kelly any credit for winning at a program that traditionally wins and it's easy to win at, then how do you give because Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley lost in overtime to Georgia shorter track record lost in overtime to Georgia. Brian Kelly lost in a, uh, by one point to Georgia earlier no, that no. year. He didn't get in the playoffs. He got to the playoffs and they got their shit pushed in the next year. No, I'm saying though, is that Lincoln Riley's coached two years, yeah. two playoff appearances. Winning the Big 12 is a gimme at Oklahoma. Two playoff appearances. Winning All the Big 12 did is not sure as TCU that you're Stoops making the playoff. machine and steer it. He's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I think. How about this? Two Heisman Trophy winners? Two first picks in the draft? You can't really beat that in terms of coaching resume uh, through two years. It's pretty hard to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not enough uh, track record there to like. All right, at number five, I got Kirby Smart. Uh, okay, yeah. All right, all right. Recruiting-wise is almost like uh, the biggest thing there. It's like he's clearly an elite recruiter. And since he's been there, he's been doing great shit. Yeah, he's an excellent. Uh, yeah, all right. I, I can go for that. All right, at number four, I got Chris Peterson. Yeah. Washington Huskies, uh, but mainly for what he did at Boise, but also for... Now you're in the uh, the true elites, starting with Chris Peterson. There. Yes, and this is where it's going to be a little shocking. Number three, I got Davo Sweeney. Mm, I'm not necessarily against that. Although with Urban Meyer at number... Urban Meyer's not coaching college football anymore. I know. With him out, then having Davo more than... Davo is number three. At two, I got Nick Saban. Right? Look, he's got a dynasty going, but he walked into a place that wants to spend money. <laughs> All right? They it's, have won a lot of national championships. They have, but what does that really mean if you're already like into a program? Uh, yeah. No, he, I just mean with previous coaches. Yeah. Gene Stallings. Oh, it, there's nothing. I'm not no. saying the same as a bad coach. Obviously, right. I'm just saying he will. He, I don't. They know. They have every resource at their disposal. I don't know that he could win at this at, at my number one spot. My number one coach in all of college football. Nick Saban can steer a fucking Cadillac. I'll give him that. He can drive a fucking uh, Carnival Cruise Line boat. Is, which is what he has, and he can drive it well. But can he drive a little speedboat? And exactly, you know, 
little canoe. A little canoe. Going down uh, some 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 right, is he Colorado gonna, River. Is he going <laughs> to win the Revolutionary War on a canoe like George Washington did? I don't think so. Yeah. Is there ice in that arena? My number one coach in all of college football that I think is the best coach in college football, Patty C. Who's that? Mike Leach. Woo-wee. 11 wins at Washington State. I Here's what I ask myself, and I know that people are going to be like, you're a fucking idiot, Colby. Yeah. But... I asked myself, could Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney win 11 games in Pullman? And I said, I don't think they could. Because yeah. I saw Nick Saban at Michigan State, and he never won 11 games in Michigan State. Right. right? The recruiting ground is just not fertile enough, and he's so reliant on recruiting. <laughs> and Leach won 11 games at Texas Tech. From an X's and O's standpoint, I don't think there's any argument that he's better than both of them. He is a better head coach. That's that's. Yeah, I'm it, saying if they were to switch roles... I think Mike Leach could win a national championship at Alabama. I agree. And I don't think Nick Saban could win 11 games at Washington State. I agree. I agree. Boom. That's why you listen to the college experience. (laughs) Patty C just said, I'm the greatest human ever. (laughs) Okay. If you can leave us a good iTunes review, we just appreciate it so much, guys. That's what we're saying. Please. We got some negative feedback on some idiot about the Kentucky Derby. Look, this is called the college experience. When's the last time you watched college horse racing? It doesn't fucking exist. All right. You bozos. (laughs) My name is Colby Dant. All right. He's Patty C. Now, here's the deal. Go to iTunes. Leave, leave us a review. Go to Twitter. We're on the Sports Scaling Podcast Network. You can find them on Twitter at SGP Network. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. And you can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. Patty C, anything else you want to say to the good folks out there in the universe listening to these airwaves? Hey. Let's get this rolling. I want to see what I want that pilot. I want that pilot. Let's <laughs> hey, let's let's send some hate mail to Tom Donnan. Everyone send Do you have a you thinking about yours? Oh. You better think about yours. Uh 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 You know, How- I'm actually kind of satisfied with the NBA product uh in the past couple of days. Not not the product on the court, but the fact that it's a little less predictable this year. Huh, but I okay. Okay, cuz I was going to say that. What? Today we had uh, the Bucks win by 24, I think. How was it? Uh, yesterday, the Nuggets won by 26. The Raptors won by 36. Uh, let's go back to Monday. The Bucks won by 12. I said not right. on the court. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the college experience. Patty C says not on the court. We can't <laughs> find the guy. You better start thinking about yours. We appreciate all you listeners. Check us out. We got a bunch of good shit coming up. It's college football season. I'm releasing content all over sportsgallypodcast.com. Buy yourself a hoodie. Go to Amazon. All this good shit. This is the college experience. Take care.